This is a Federal News Network podcast. Last spring, the Energy Department said it would make grant funding available for projects to help engineers, those designing new generation energy systems, become more productive at their work. Well, now the awards have been made with where they went and what they'll do, the program director from the Advanced Research Projects Agency Energy, Dr. David Tu. Dr. Tu, good to have you back. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. Tell us, first of all, how much money is involved and where did it go? Uh, We've invested $15 million in 23 different projects, going to uh, a number of universities, national labs, small companies, and large companies as well. And the money will go to what will people be doing Uh, We're funding people to develop uh, effectively optimization tools that use machine learning type technologies. We're trying to adopt a lot of uh, the machine learning technologies that's been developed for other applications, image processing, that type of thing, and move it into the engineering design process to hopefully make engineers a little bit more efficient in their jobs. Interesting. And what are the types of projects the engineers you imagine are working on? Uh, We're hoping to do, I would say, solve three different types of problems. The first type of problem is system architecture design. You have certain inputs, you want outputs, and the question, you have a a series of components you might select. We want to automate the selection of those components. For instance, if you might have air and natural gas, you want electric power, and you know you have compressors, turbines, and heat exchangers, what is the right arrangement of those components, and what are certain characteristics of those components? Because I know energy is involved with the development of new, small, regional, even local nuclear reactors. Some, this is a whole new concept that's coming on. Is this part of the program also? Um, we're looking at, at a range of different technologies, not explicitly nuclear, but certainly some of the things that we're doing might support those nuclear concepts. You know, more efficient power generation systems, heat to electric power, that's certainly consistent with nuclear. What about the so-called renewable systems, which are still pretty inefficient when you look at it? Yeah, well, we have a range of different systems. We're we're, we're investing in a wide range of different technologies, including renewables, as well as fueled systems, as well as trying to use energy more efficiently, effectively electric power. So investing in in new solar cells, uh, new wind turbines, uh, new fueled power generation systems. And also at the same time, we're trying to do things like HVAC more efficiently. Got it. And so you said some of the these agreements are with the national labs. National labs have programs of their own going on. How does this overlay with what they were already doing? Uh, it hopefully helps them move faster in what, some of their, what they're doing. Some of the national labs have some very neat system architecture optimization tools, and we're trying to push them in a certain direction to, to solve the types of problems that we think are interesting. So we're certainly, they have a great base in which they're building. What will the output of the work done by these grants be? Uh, the output will be software tools, effectively, that hopefully engineers can use to make themselves more efficient in their, in their design processes. In designing energy systems or trying to make things more efficient, what are the engineering challenges now? I guess this is what you're trying to solve. It's more not so much the result of the engineering, but the engineering itself. Right. Well, the challenge is we've made tremendous progress. The systems are already very, very efficient, but they're not really efficient enough given all the environmental challenges that we have ahead of us. At the same time, the amount of design flexibility that engineers have has increased dramatically because of some new manufacturing techniques. And these spaces are very, very highly dimensional, have many, many dimensions, which are oftentimes too many for engineers to keep track of. So these machine learning tools can help reduce the dimensionality of their design space, help them make more concrete decisions. Now, when training algorithms for machine learning or artificial intelligence, the selection of data that you use to train these systems is crucial if you're going to get any sort of meaningful output when they're in production. Is that part of the uh, 
what you expect people to be exploring? We do. Data is a major challenge and a major risk for the program. And data is also very, very expensive to acquire, particularly for these very complex systems. So we're going to use a lot of modeling technology, um, high-fidelity modeling tools as our source of data. And we're actually trying to develop the algorithms in a way beyond what is done in the image processing space, for example, to actually try to take advantage of some of the physics to reduce the complexity of these machine learning algorithms, which helps to reduce the amount of data. Yeah, because in imaging, totally different area of research, people are looking at facial recognition and so forth. You have to acquire facial databases, which are hard to come by, or there's a lot of issues with them. In this field, though, what are the types of data sets that are used? Uh, the types of data sets are going to be material properties, for example, simulations of existing systems. Um, you know, this is the design, this is the performance. Um, as well, we're going to try and automatically generate new systems that don't exist and, and execute and try and predict the performance, and that goes into the data set, good or bad. So we're going to do a lot of data creation ourselves. We're speaking with Dr. David Tu. He is the program director at the Advanced Research Projects Agency Energy, ARPA-E, I guess is the nickname for that. And this program has one of the greatest acronyms <laughs> I think has ever been developed in the history of the government. It stands for Design Intelligence for Formidable Energy Reduction, Engendering Numerous Totally Impactful Advanced Technology Enhancements, or Differentiate. Did you make that one up? Uh, I did, actually, but we had I had lots of help, I would say. Well, I would say you've made a symphony out of what well, used to be a short melody of acronym <laughs> creation well, well, here. Well, thank you very much. It turns out differentiation is actually a major element of a lot of the machine learning algorithms. So it, 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 it actually has a relative—hopefully it has a meaningful sure. connotation. Well, it certainly does. And how will you monitor what's going on with the grant money that's out there, the cooperative agreement money that's out there? Um, many, many quarterly reviews as well as annual reviews where the entire teams or all the, where the entire program gets together and talk about their progress. So in the different domains of energy, say gas, electric generation or HVAC efficiencies, these are different areas of energy. How will the resulting algorithms and software tools get out into industry where they can be applied to operate buildings or utilities or transmission systems more efficiently? Yeah, that's a great question. We actually have a, a range of different, uh, I say, pathways to impact. Um, a lot of the universities want to produce open source software that they're going to post on GitHub, for example, and it'll be fully downloadable by anybody that wants to use it. We have some software companies that want to develop tools that they're going to sell to others. At the same time, we have some large companies that are trying to develop proprietary software they're probably going to keep to themselves and use for their own design processes. I was going to say the Honeywells of the world and whoever all these big companies are that make these types of control systems and SCADA systems having to do with energy and, and utilities, how do they interact with what the government is doing? We have awarded money or are awarding money to some large companies, and they're going to try and improve their own internal design processes. But their design processes... They use their design processes to produce some very impactful equipment from an energy perspective. GE, for example, is part of the program. Um, and if we can help them, help their engineers design lower cost, more efficient power generation systems, we all win, even if we don't see the software explicitly. In other words, the value is manifest in what it is they end up purveying, which is more efficient than, say, an earlier generation. It, exactly, exactly. And what's the timeline for all of this? Um, we will be fully underway in March. Uh, it's a two-year program, so hopefully in March 2022, we'll be rolling out the uh, software packages initially. All right, so check GitHub at that point, and you might find some really hot new stuff. Uh, hopefully even sooner, but yes, that's right. Dr. David Tu is Program Director at the Advanced Research Projects Agency Energy. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. 
Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.